0: Hi, Mystery Recapped here. Today, I'm going to explain an American psychological thriller film called Sightless. Spoilers ahead. Watch out and take care. The film starts with a young girl who is depressed and alone. She then decides to jump off of her apartment balcony. The scene shifts to a month earlier, showing that same young woman named Helen. Helen used to be a famous violinist. One night, She is brutally attacked in a car parked by an unknown attacker, wearing a gas mask, spraying chemicals on her eyes. She is then immediately brought to a hospital and wakes up on a hospital bed, with both of her eyes covered in bandages. Soon, a nurse named Omar comes to take the bandages off. As the bandages are taken off, she realizes she can't see anything. Shortly after, a doctor named Katsuro enters her room. He explains that the chemicals she was exposed to left her optic nerve intact, but seared. In simple terms, the damage is irreversible, and she is now completely blind. Having lost her eyesight forever, Ellen is distraught and only reluctantly accepts her altered situation. Then, a detective named Bryce comes and asks her questions about the incident. She explains to Detective Bryce what she knows. A few moments later, Ellen talks to her brother, who is in Tokyo, on the phone. He tells her, he has organized a hidden apartment close to the city center for her to live in, and a caretaker who specializes in helping people like her who are adjusting to their new lifestyle. The next day, Ellen wakes up in her new apartment and meets her new caretaker, Clayton. However, she has no memory of the trip home from the hospital, which Clayton explains away by saying that the drugs she is on are powerful. Clayton tells her that he is a professional caretaker, and he will assist Ellen in her daily activities and slowly assist her transition as a blind person. He will come to her place every day at 11 am and leaves at 2 pm. He adds that she is now in her new apartment on the ninth floor of the building, and he explains the layout of the apartment to Ellen. After Clayton leaves, Ellen tries to call her friend, Sasha, and her brother. But both of them do not pick up her calls. She feels so empty as she has neither family nor friends to talk to during this difficult period. The next day, Clayton brings Ellen a pet budgie in a cage. She asks him what color it is. Clayton tells her it's baby blue. Afterward, Ellen notices that when she stands next to one of her windows, she can hear the noise from the busy street below, but when she stands near another window, she can't hear anything. Clayton explains that the glass there is thicker, so she won't be able to hear anything. They both then talk to each other about their lives, slowly forming a close bond between them. Ellen then asks permission to touch Clayton's face, to which he agrees. That night, Ellen hears a woman crying while being abused by someone. She initially believes the woman is in her apartment, but it turns out that the crying sound comes through the vent. The next day, she decides to invite her neighbor for tea, so she walks out into the hallway and leaves a post-it note on the door of the apartment next door, asking the woman to join her for tea. That night, the woman named Lana knocks on Ellen's door and comes in for tea. She acts strange though, she knows Ellen used to be a violinist and lost her sight. She seems to know a lot about Ellen, even though they just met. Ellen touches her face, and to her surprise, she feels a fresh scar on Lana's face. Lana reacts by warning her not to trust anyone. And she runs out of the apartment. Ellen becomes convinced that Lana's husband is being physically abusive to Lana. So Ellen reaches out to Detective Bryce, telling him about the abuse her neighbor is getting from her husband. Detective Bryce sends over Officer Neiman to talk to her neighbor and make sure everything is alright. Later, he confirms she is okay, and the scar was just a birthmark. The next morning, she notices a strange thing about the place. She explains to Clayton that a car alarm goes off every other day at precisely 11 am, the time Clayton arrives at her place daily. The same car, same alarm, same time. Clayton dismisses the oddities, and tells Ellen that it is a big city, it's got lots of alarms. Later that night, Ellen thinks Lana comes into the apartment again. However, when she touches her shoulder, it turns out to be Lana's abusive husband. He threatens her to leave his wife alone and stop being paranoid. Feeling threatened, Ellen immediately asks Clayton to come to her place. Clayton arrives and comforts her. At that time, Clayton tells her that he has feelings towards her. However, Ellen rejects the interest by stating that she needs a caretaker more than a boyfriend at the moment. Brokenhearted, Clayton leaves the apartment. Soon after Clayton leaves, she is attacked again by the person in the gas mask. Ellen manages to dial 911 before she passes out as the attacker pushes a syringe onto her neck. Later, the paramedic tells her that there's no apparent injury and not a needle mark on her neck. When Detective Bryce comes in, he tells her that the CCTV also shows no one enters the apartment after Clayton. After hearing that, Ellen feels distressed, she can no longer believe her own perceptions. Feeling isolated from everyone in her life and believing someone is after her, Ellen decides to end her own life. And that is when we jump back to the beginning, and watch as she writes a suicide note, and then climbs up onto the balcony railing, and jumps off. However, instead of dying, Ellen falls six feet and is just fine. She quickly discovers that she's in a soundproof room. A room without a door. A room with speakers that play the sounds of the city. A fictional city, and a fictional high-rise. She quickly realizes the apartment she was staying in was fake, and all of the noises outside were coming from a speaker system. She hears the 11 am car alarm go off and climbs back into the apartment. After climbing back into her apartment, she explores the hallway only to find she cannot escape. So, she heads out and knocks on Lana's door. And Lana tells her that this is home, that there is no leaving. Clayton then arrives to cook Ellen's dinner. When they sit down to eat dinner, Ellen hears Clayton knock on the table twice. Ellen recognizes this double-tap knock and realizes that everybody else she's interacted with since the attack has the same knocking. That's when she realizes everyone she's met since she woke up in the hospital. The nurse, the doctor, the police detective, the paramedic, Lana's husband, were all Clayton. Realizing this truth, she pretends to drop her drink, and hits him on the head with a knife block. She immediately takes his key in a taser, and escapes down the hallway into the apartment next door. However, it is actually a weird empty storage area where Clayton keeps all his costumes and everything else he needed to pull off this ruse. Clayton has been using various disguises to play everyone. Even more surprising, Ellen finds her assailant's outfit, which reveals that Clayton was the one who attacked Ellen to make her blind, and took her directly to this fake apartment to keep her captive. She then finds Lana, who is actually real, in a hidden room. This room is the fake hospital room she was brought to at the beginning of the film. She reveals she is Clayton's sister, and she helped him kidnap Ellen, She then tells Ellen their only hope of escape is by using the hidden vent in Clayton's room. As Ellen is trying to escape, Clayton catches up to her, knocks her out, and drags her into his room. It's the room that Lana had previously mentioned contains the only way out through a vent in the wall. Ellen feels the air from the vent and realizes that she has yet another chance to escape. Clayton launches into a monologue explaining his actions. When he was a kid, his father had locked him and his sister, Lana, up in the basement holding them captive for three years after their mother had died. The only way Clayton had survived was by making up characters in his head, giving them backstories, and pretending to be them. But what had truly saved him was the music that Lana played for them in the attic. The music he heard was Ellen's, who was a child prodigy violin player. He refers to her as his light in the dark. So now, he wanted to be the same for her. As he relays his story and motives, Ellen grabs a chance to decapacitate him with the taser and opens the vent, But discovers that it's too small for her to crawl through. Taped inside the vent, Ellen finds a small vial of the same substance that had blinded her. When Clayton comes around again, she sprays the substance in his eyes, effectively blinding him too. As Clayton writhes in pain, Lana arrives on the scene. Upon seeing Clayton disabled, she frees Ellen, sending her out into the real world. Six months later, Ellen prepares to go on stage to the sound of an elated crowd, and that's how the movie ends. Now for the explanation. When watching this movie, we may notice that Ellen is in every single scene from the very beginning to the very end. The reason for this, is that this entire film is told from Ellen's perspective. Everything we see in this film is what Ellen assumes is there, we see what Ellen thinks she would be seeing. The only things we can trust as viewers, is what Ellen hears, and what Ellen touches. This is best signified by the bird at the beginning, which changes from green to blue as Clayton describes to Ellen that the bird is blue. If Ellen thinks the bird is blue, we see the bird is blue. This is why when anyone shows up in front of Ellen, we always see the person that Ellen assumes the person is. But once the person speaks or once Ellen touches them, we realize who they actually are, because Ellen is realizing who they actually are, and this perspective is used throughout the entire film. As we also see in the movie, Ellen has been trying to contact her best friend, but she hasn't been picking up or returning her calls. This is because, Clayton has disconnected her from the outside world. Ellen's friends and family had no idea she was missing. No one had any clue where she was or what she was going through. As the movie comes to a close, Clayton explains to Ellen, he wants to be the light in the darkness for Ellen. Here, we can assume. He blinded Ellen in hopes that she would be so helpless that she would need him. In this way, his character resembles someone with Munchausen by proxy, which is a mental health problem in which a caregiver makes up or causes an illness or injury in a person under his care. Clayton also explained to Ellen, He would also create various personalities while in the attic to have his own imaginary friends. He uses the talent he learned in the attic of playing multiple characters, to fool Ellen into believing she is interacting with multiple characters. He even imitates the voice of Ellen's brother. In the end, the movie cuts to six months later, with Ellen back playing the violin on stage again. However, it isn't entirely clear if she has her sight or not, it could be that Clayton wasn't lying when he was pretending to be the doctor, who told her it was irreversible. However, since he was even lying about the color of the bird in her apartment, we might not even be able to trust him about this, and it's very possible she was only temporarily blind. That's my explanation for the movie Sightless. Subscribe for more videos like this, turn on notifications, and leave a like to help the channel out. Thank you for watching.